Gobble Gobble, and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John. On this very special occasion. The specialist, one might say. You know what time of year it is. Fall. Late November, even. It's like the third Thursday in November, maybe. You know what that means, dear listeners. It's time for America's holiday. America's favorite holiday since its inception. Since America's inception or the holiday's inception? Since inception came out. Since Christopher Nolan's blockbuster thriller Inception. Warm. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. And Joseph Gordon-Leva. And uh, Ellen Page is in the movie. Really? Yeah, she's the architect. That's the Matrix. Remember that part where the where Leonardo DiCaprio is teaching Ellen Page like how everything works, and then they never show Ellen Page like doing anything with that knowledge. I have something to tell you. What's up? I've never seen Inception. Oh, Tom Hardy's there too. Yeah, there's a hallway. Yeah, that's that's that happens. The hallway's like. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Okay. You never saw Inception? Nope. Pieces. You saw pieces of Inception? Yeah, I've seen pieces of it. Alright, that's fine. Uh, it's it's an okay movie. I would, you know, Rainy Sunday. Yeah, I would I would also Rainy Sunday. Watch it on a Rainy Sunday. Oh, because but Rainy Sundays aren't happening anytime soon. Brr. Yes. It's late November. You're right. Back on track. Hey, guess what holiday it is? What is it? You might be thinking, oh, Henry, you idiot. You absolute moron. We already know. It's already happened. We ate the turkey. We ate the stuffing. We ate the dressing. And I learned that the dressing goes on side of the turkey, mm-hmm. and the stuffing goes inside of the turkey. Same thing? They're not. I just explained the difference. Yeah, but I mean, they're the same thing physically, but in name different. I don't know. All right. And the cranberries? You've eaten all of the traditional foods, and you think you know what holiday it is, but you don't. Mm-mm. Because this is a new holiday. New holiday? What? Hype? New holiday, zero credits. Because here at Zero Credits, we don't we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. That's for your family. Yeah, and we here at Zero Credits have a strong anti-family bias. We don't want to hear about your family because we're both orphans. I think at some point we, no shit, <laughs> described families as some sort of vector for depression. And also, I talked about how I don't like my family. My family's alright, I guess. Families are the the plot of ground where the seeds of depression are planted and, and spring. Point is... You do your Thanksgiving with your family, but with us, we celebrate Coolsgiving. That's right. Coolsgiving. What's that mean? Well, that means, you know how Thanksgiving is about being thankful for things in your life? Yeah. Coolsgiving is about being thankful for cool things in your life. Oh, that's so much better than Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're both wearing sunglasses. Boom. Mine have little turkeys on them. John has a leather jacket. I, I can't let go. It's turkey leather. It's turkey leather. That's right. And, like, we're both also smoking. Yeah, well, I'm smoking ground turkey. Really, there's a lot of turkey going on. Well, I... You, <laughs> the point is, we're dressed to the nines with coolness. Yeah. And, uh... So I'm wearing Doc Martens. 
I'm barefoot. I hope that's, oh, that's cool. That's the coolest. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just start with with saying what cool things are we thankful for this year? What uh, what cool thanks would I like to give? What cool things would you like to give? Uh, I guess I'll start um, to set a precedent. I'd like to give cool thanks to nature. Nature. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing. Uh, it's all around us, everywhere you look. I went hiking recently, as recently as yesterday, maybe? Yesterday. It was yesterday. Uh, I went hiking for a good three hours, which is not that long of a hike, but turns out when you put that into, like, my fitness pal, you burn a lot of calories on a three-hour hike. Especially if there's changes in elevation and stuff. There were minor changes in elevation. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't live in a particularly mountainous area. It's kind of hilly, though. It's true. It is hilly. Uh, as hilly as East Germany. Is East Germany particularly hilly? It's It has light hills. But, okay, this is an actual thing. Uh, in World War II, uh, American troops would be trained in this area because our landscape is roughly equal to that of East Germany or West Germany. One of the two. Well, that's interesting. I actually didn't know that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah? It's true. So, anyway, nature's cool. Went for a hike and... I uh, I feel like I've gotten pretty lucky in my life up until this point that I've managed to uh, essentially self-medicate in a self-medicate in a in a wholesome kind of exercisey way. Not to say that everyone who has my problems should medicate with exercise. You know, if you have serious problems, uh, take serious steps to address those problems. But I find that, like, exercise and nature go a long way to fixing my weird, depressed, anxiety-ridden brain. Well, it's good that you got to go out to nature. Mm -hmm. But I think, since we're talking about nature, we need to talk about preserving that nature. Yeah. We need to make sure the planet's alive. Yeah, maybe instead of worrying about what's going to happen in four years, we worry about what's happening right now with the planet. The planet is not in a good state. It really isn't. Uh, we're in the midst of uh, the sixth mass extinction level event. Yeah, bees. Us. Oh, us too, but bees. Yeah, those I two. I mean, it starts with bees. What if it ends with bees? What if we go before the bees do? I don't think that would be possible. Mmm. Well, here's my chain. The chain of reasoning is bees pollinate plants. Yes. Bees are the reason why there's so much diverse plant life. Mm-hmm. Plant life gives us food. Yeah. So, like, the bees would have to go, then our food would go, then we would go. Not unless there's a disease that kills all humans. Like? I don't know. I thought we were just focusing on the environment, though. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, true, true. Because to be, to be thankful for something in the present is also, that also means you're thankful for it in the past, and you would want to be thankful for it in the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am thankful for nature throughout time. Though, to be fair, if our planet ceases to exist, that will continue to be nature. Just a different kind of nature. I suppose. It will be the, the way of things. Uh, you know, that's an interesting, an interesting idea. Uh, let's say that I self-medicate, which is an insensitive term, I guess. Uh, that I self-medicate with, like, going and hiking in nature and, like, taking naps next to lakes and whatever I like to do. I wouldn't be able to tell you readily why that is helpful to me like what is different about being in nature versus being in like the natural world of humans that have created cities and roads and cars and crime 
I mean, if you think about the difference between extroverts and introverts, you know, extroverts recharge their batteries being around people, mm-hmm. introverts recharge their batteries around themselves, it's kind of the same dichotomy where people might be recharged by, like, going out into the city mm-hmm. versus people being recharged by leaving the city and going out into seeing, you know, the beauty of the world around us. Because being in a city, especially a big city, really drains me. But there's a there's a very specific kind of insular peace when you go out and you hike because it's like everything that I do from this point on is largely up to me. I am surrounded almost entirely by nothing, but it's a beautiful nothing. So like this is like the smorgasbord of of naturally occurring like art or just beauty because art has to have intentions, I guess. But like that's not a conversation we should have. But anyway. You're, you're surrounded by all this beauty, and it's it just feels like everything's there kind of for you. It's kind of a narcissistic uh, a narcissistic experience, when at the same time, it's, it's anti-narcissist, because you're like, this stuff is here regardless of my presence. It's nothing was designed for me. I'm a tiny speck in this huge pine barren. In that way, it, it kind of captures, being in nature kind of captures both of those sort of feelings in a way that you can't replicate anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I, it's kind of like you are both a god and a creation at the same time. I had a strangely in-depth conversation on this very same hike uh, with my girlfriend. Because we were talking about how silly the question is of if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? And we're like, of course it makes a sound. It makes vibrations in the air and you'd call that a sound. But I think that what that question gets at and probably what everyone else realizes that it's asking that maybe I had been too dumb to realize up until that point, is if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to see it or hear it, did it technically exist? It's a perception is reality thing. Do events truly exist if no one is there to witness it? And that's a good question to ask and one that people contemplate for long stretches of time on their path to nirvana. Mm, nirvana nirvana but i definitely think that that's one of the appeals of going out into nature because when you're observing it you feel important you you feel this like animus this you feel like you're imbuing some kind of spirit into the things you're observing because you know the the color of one bushel of berries next to a tree isn't something that would have necessarily been appreciated in the same way had you not been there at that time and I think in the same way, there's a sort of, like, a reversal happening happening as well, where it's like, you're sort of absorb, absorbing a sort of na- natural spirit just by being there. Mm-hmm. There's, like, kind of just a reminder that, hey, you know, we're not the only things here, and that things can exist and be beautiful without anyone knowing about it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, at you know, it kind of goes both ways, which is kind of mystifying i think to to regularly go out in nature and to enjoy it is kind of uh it's a it's a specific kind of enjoyment that i think human beings are are kind of um specifically geared to enjoy because it's like it is this endless parade of beauty that you can that you can feast upon in in you know thousands and millions of different configurations like fractal configurations of of beauty that you can appreciate and being out there amongst it it just it makes you feel important and powerful it makes the things around you feel powerful it makes everything seem much more uh dire 
and important than it was before. You know, the cliff bar that you eat while you're hiking is way more important than a meal you eat in a restaurant. Because it's the thing that you have now. It's the thing you provided for yourself while surrounded by nothing. There's a reason why they always eat hard bread and cheese on these, you know, fantasy journeys and like Tolkien books and stuff. It's because it, when you're out on a journey or you're out in the wilderness, what you eat doesn't matter as long as you have something to eat. Yeah, I mean, whenever I uh, went caving, one of the things that definitely stuck with me was, you know, it was freezing multiple nights in a row. It was a pretty miserable trip, and I hate caving. We talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. Do not like being in a cave. Yeah. But when we would be outside and it was just on the edge of freezing at night and we had a camp stove and it would just have like you know walmart noodles and alfredo sauce and like canned chicken in it that combination of things doesn't taste great but right then right there it was like the best most amazing meal i could have possibly eaten because it was the only one i could have possibly eaten when we strip away options we become more I guess, accepting and grateful for the things we have. Mm. And you can become complacent with too many options. Mm -hmm. So going to nature is a good chance to sort of return to a baser version of yourself so that you can be more grateful for the things you do have when you return to that less baser self. And maybe that's really what I was getting at with the whole, uh, you know, absorbing all this beauty in nature. It's resetting... uh, your mind and appreciating things and just appreciating what's around you appreciating things like at their most basic and simple and when you can appreciate those things out in the wild you kind of reset your ability to appreciate things in your everyday life like when i came back from this hike once again not a long hike but when i came back i felt so much more capable of appreciating the things in my life and then i had a real shit monday but There will always be a shit Monday after something really good. Yeah, always. Doesn't even have to be a Monday. Yeah, no, it's a metaphorically shit Monday. Because it's just like, there's once you find something or a reason to be appreciative, the world or the universe conspires against you to try to get you to knock that sentiment out of your hands. It's like, no, people are going to be real mean to you today for no reason. Yeah. Fuck people. I love trees. Alright, so coolness to trees. Cool thanks, trees. And uncoolness to people. (laughs) Whoa, this is not a day of anti-thanks. You're right. We can't do that. We can only appreciate things. We can just... We can choose to not appreciate people by omission. Less appreciation of people. Yeah, appreciation, no. Go hug a tree. Go fuck off, people. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like two different levels of of dismissal. It's just like, if you're nice about it, go hug a tree. If you're mean, go fuck off. Go fuck off. And then if you want to combine them, go fuck a tree. (laughs) Fuck off, hug a tree. Oh, God. Fuck off, tree. No, I love you, trees. Anyway, what are you cool thanks for? I am cool thanks for a lot of things, I guess. But I guess the one I'm going to talk about, maybe... I didn't make up my mind before I proposed this. We have multiple things we can be cool thankful for. It's true. I just have to pick one I want to talk about and be as passionate as for as you were for for nature. Look, look, we don't all have to be on the same level with cool thanks. We just have to feel cool thanks. 
Um, alright, I'm cool thanks for video games. What? Yeah. Man. We haven't talked about video games in a while, but... We haven't. There was that... There was that moment I had a conniption fit about Red Dead Redemption 2, but... That doesn't count. It doesn't. No, but video games, I feel like... Look, I, I put in a lot of hours communicating with a lot of people and working a lot of hours. I feel like I said hours twice. Eh. Um... And video games, like, I just want, I want to come home and I want to not be myself for, like, just an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And video games give me the perfect, just, distraction. And, like, I'm really mm-hmm. grateful that games are just, they're becoming more complex and involved. Because the more complex and involved that they are, the less time I can play them without just getting, like, completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, I just want an hour or two. I come home, I play something really just, like, involved, and then I get tired of that. And then I, I'm free to return back to being me, and I can do, like, actual productive things. I mean, that's the danger at times, because, especially for me, if a video game is relatively simple, I will play it for way too long. Yeah. Peggle. Peggle. But, Stardew Valley. Oh, Yeah. That's not simple. Oh, no, that no is... Stardew Valley is relative. I mean, it's got so many complicated interworking parts. Yeah, but your loop is pretty simple. Eh. But like, I don't know. I've been having this very strong desire to replay Skyrim because I remember that when I had Skyrim, Elder the Elder Scrolls Skyrim for people playing along at home, add it to your Amazon wish list. Uh, one of the things I would enjoy about it was I would you know come home from my terrible job that I had at the time. And I would play it for about an hour, 30 minutes to an hour, and I would feel like that I accomplished something, but I would be completely overwhelmed, and I would have to quit. Yeah, no, I, that's what I did in the past few weeks, was I would I would put in way too many hours at my job, I would come home, turn on Skyrim, complete like maybe a quest or two, mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, there's just too much else left in the game, mm-hmm. we're done for tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's something I've been struggling with with my favorite game of 2016, Hitman. Hitman! Uh, because Hitman is very overwhelming. There is a ton to that game. Uh, huge, massive areas uh, full of like history and purpose. But uh, you have an objective and to uh, kind of cut out and stop pursuing that objective to live out the rest of your life you forget so much that's so hard to come back to yeah it can take like two hours to successfully kill a man that that's a long time yeah especially if you're like really slow and methodical and a dummy like me you're supposed to just rush in and like just shoot wantonly into the crowd man that game's so good though okay quick cool thanks to hitman (laughs) within my cool thanks to video games (laughs) yeah yeah a sub cool thanks I was playing the Hitman game, and uh, I made a real... uh, So Hitman is a video game where you have to kill men, add it to your Amazon wishlist. So I was playing, and I had made a real hash of this attempt to kill a woman. And her assistant uh, was in the next room, and I just killed her. And he was going to see me, but he was on a cell phone. He was talking, and his head was turning towards me with the cell phone. So I took out a silenced pistol and shot him in the head. The bullet, I guess, traveled through his head and broke the screen on his cell phone with, like, a little glass-shattering thing. And then his body went... But, like, the weird verisimilitude 
of the completely brutal kind of Coen's brothers attention to detail with that cell phone break. It's like, ugh, gross. That sounds really detailed. It's it's very detailed, and it uh, there is no video game that makes your failure feel more complete than Hitman. When you're like running down a hallway and you throw like a bust of Albert Einstein at a guy to kill him, someone else sees him, so you shoot him and you throw a fire hydrant at someone else, and there's an alarm going off and everything's on fire. Things go really bad, but it's complicated enough that. Hopefully after you kill that one guy, even if it does take two hours, you can be like, alright, it's time to step away. Yeah, and I mean, the the thing about that game as a whole is like, you could do something so well that no one would ever know you're there. That's or awesome. you could do what I do every single time, which is, it just turns into a fucking Benny Hill garbage. <laughs> it kind of sounds like Dishonored. Oh, Dishonored. Add it to your Amazon (laughs) wishlist and Uh, pick up the sequel, Dishonored Dishonored 2, starring... Uh, Well, you could play as either Emily or Corvo. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Dishonored's real good. Yeah. I want to talk quickly. The cool game... Wait. (laughs) The cool thanks in particular I want to give thanks to is uh, Overwatch. Overwatch? Yeah, they had a free weekend this past weekend. I thought that that game... (laughs) Was Team Fortress. It's Team Fortress if Team Fortress had modernized as it went. Oh? Oh. So instead of becoming a a weird uh, gimmick weapon hat parade? Yes. Sweet. Like, so when Team Fortress released, it was like, alright, you've got different classes, each has a role, there are nine classes, go. Yeah, each class has a role that is specifically tuned to be interesting Fun, dynamic, and challenging. So Overwatch, as you take that concept and you individualize it and explode it by three. Oh. As in each hero has like subsets of categories, mm-hmm. but each hero plays differently from everyone else in the roster. Well, that's cool. And uh, the cool thing about it is there's 24 individual heroes. That's a lot. Uh, they're all completely different in difficulty that's a lot there's three different game modes oh payload and attack and defend oh i see and other i don't know the so others. team fortress 2 yeah it's team fortress 2 game modes nice but there's so much stuff that i can only play like two games in a row and then i'm just like i don't even i oh i'll i gotta stop yeah no there's a. Uh, have seen footage of it and it looks like a technicolor nightmare it is a Technicolor nightmare. You have to... You, there's these special PC shades that, pe- that streamers wear. Oh. I, it must be just for Overwatch. Is, uh... This is a Blizzard game, correct? That... Yeah, Blizzard of the... Now, they made... Diablo. Warcraft 2. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. They also made <laughs> Warcraft 2. All right. I'm on board. They also make, like, Hearthstone and... They made, uh... Shit. Uh, Diablo 2. Blackthorn. What's Blackthorn? Blackthorn was a Prince of Persia-inspired side-scrolling shooter where you were a biker with a shotgun killing orcs. Right, yeah, I suppose they made that. They made the Lost Vikings. Did they? Yeah. Oh, man. Asterix and Obelix. That's like their first game. They also made World of Warcraft. Which is the MMO based on the, the... strategy game they also made starcraft 2 
Okay. <laughs> Blizzard makes a lot of games, I get it. No, they don't make that many if you think about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I enjoyed the free weekend. Uh, the game is on sale currently through the 28th. Ooh. Um, so, uh, listeners. Put it on your Amazon wishlist. If you want to buy Henry a present, make the first monetary donation to zero credits. I wouldn't ask our listeners to do that. They don't know your Steam name. They don't need that. I mean, if I just... It's... What, Steam? <laughs> it's Blizzard. What? No. Battle.net. Oh, uh, they don't know your Battle.net name. It's Bear Arms. Shit. Now they're going to buy it for you. That's... Or become your friend. I, you know, add me on Blizznet. <laughs> add me on Blizznet. And, uh, and then we can exchange awkward messages. Someone's gonna Zenyatta you. That's heal me from a distance? Someone's gonna ice lady. My, may. That. Anyway, video games, I think they're they're great. And I think complex video games, there needs to be more of them. Just because I don't have a lot of time to play games so if i can compartmentalize it into like an hour or two that'd be great i can move on and i mean i think that uh this this complexity you're getting into is just like systems like games with a bunch of systems are really viscerally satisfying and you don't have to play them for a long long time and if all games were as detailed as the hitman games because i've never played them but i've seen just all the different interactions Mm -hmm. and all the different things that can happen just Things you wouldn't even expect. A person sees a statue at a place and like now they're alert. You're 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 there. Yeah. It's just like all these intertwining systems. That's that's what games should strive to be. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be direct player interaction. It should be you are a person in this world, and that world is not one you're a god in. Yeah, you're you shouldn't be pressing buttons to advance frames of a movie. You you should be uh, uncharted. Uncharted, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. But I feel like games are their best when they're when they're a series of like interacting systems that you can you can play with. You know, it's The Sims, it's Hitman, yeah. it's Creatures with a Z. It's uh, what is it? Black and White. Black and White, yeah. Black no, and white I too. really liked that first Black and White game. Do you do you not like the second? Never played it. Yeah, no, no. But I was obsessed with that first one when I was a kid because I liked being a god. That's funny because I said the game shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't be a god. But that's literally literally a game about being a god. Literally, you're a god. Um, But no, for sure, video games are cool and I should play more of them. Look forward to my Skyrim stream (laughs) where I play Skyrim with no mods and no expansions. Why would you do that? I need to... Bu- uh, okay, here's... Uh, let me ask you a question, listeners, and also Henry. All right, I'm here. Uh, are the are the Skyrim DLCs worth it? Uh, Dawnguard is all right. Dragonborn is really good. Did I buy the Ultimate Edition? Maybe. I think I might have bought the Ultimate Edition. I don't have to worry about this. If you bought the Ultimate Edition, you... There was a there was a window where you could have gotten the new ed- the new special edition for free. Oh, did I not? Yeah, I think it's over. I gotta check. You should check. If it was already in your library, I think it was automatically added into your library. Just You just gotta check that. I just gotta check, I guess. I think I had the ultimate specials. The only difference is uh, updated textures and stuff. I think Skyrim looks fine pretty the way it is. It looks a little bit better. But I think it looks fine pretty the way it is. It looks a little bit better. I was playing Dishonored not too long ago. I'm like, this is one of the best looking video games I've ever seen. Dishonored is fun. 
I can't get into the knife of Dunwall stuff. It's too hard. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> it's too hard. The the cool stuff about the Dishonored DLC, it's like, yeah, we assume you beat that first one, and we're going to uh, do the same thing the game we did, where it's like, stuff just gets harder. Yeah. Uh, but Brig- it, Brigmore Witches. Yeah. I, th- that one's the one after Knife yeah. of Dunwall. Do you yeah. still play as What's-His-Face? Yes. Oh. I think everything post-Dishonored is... Uh, more Morbo. What the fuck is his name? Not uh, Reverse Corbo. Morbo. Morbo. Yeah, Morbo. Cool thanks, um, Morbo. Yeah, the Spy Master. I don't remember his name. Yeah. So yeah, I want to give cool thanks to video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I did ask on our Facebook what our listeners wanted to give cool thanks to. Ooh. So we can have a third little cool thanks for this segment, and then we can move on to whatever else we want to talk about. Uh. Well, we can do that. Hold on, let me pull up Facebook. So I, I on our Facebook page, I asked, you know, what it was. I asked, what cool things are you thankful for? And one person responded. And she said, Yes. Streaming services like Hulu that allow mm-hmm. me to watch primetime TV on my own schedule. Uh, I also cool thanks that, even though I don't, uh, I don't really use it for that. Yeah. Because I haven't... St- Okay, here's a real fact. What's Internet's it? been out at my house for like four days. That is... Not my fault. Not your fault. It's not my fault. It uh, sucks. But I have not uh, have not watched a lot of TV lately. Alright. That's... Tr- but no, I had super cool thanks to services like Hulu for allowing people to do that. Yeah, seriously. I, I think, uh, you know, cord cutting is definitely a thing that's happening right now. And I think as more people do it, there should be some changes in like cable companies mm-hmm. except, except they just keep screwing us over yeah um every time they come up with a package it's like oh it's like netflix only pay for what you want to watch fuck off i and like another unfortunate thing is like people caught on to the netflix thing netflix was just owning the 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 i don't know entertainment corner yeah, yeah. Owning the entertainment corner. And so, uh, like, now everyone and their mother has their own streaming source, like, CISO and Crackle and... Oh, there's so many. And so it's just, like, all of the all of the, the library of Netflix is being divvied up. It's the same shit on every service. Yep. But it's just, like, everyone gets their turn with it. I, uh, I feel like there used to be, like, a big two. Yeah. You had Netflix and you had Hulu. Exactly. And then there was kind of a big soft three where it's like, nope. Netflix, Hulu for sure. And then maybe Amazon Prime. And like Amazon Prime was like, well, we're going to make our own original stuff and two of them will be okay. Yeah, Transparent and of course Mozart in the Jungle. Okay, three of them? What's the third one? Man in the High Tower. Oh yeah, I like that one alright. I didn't watch That's it. James Frank Frank. James Frank Frank? James Frank Frank is in it. I don't know who that is. James Franco's not in it. Oh no, he's in the... You're he, thinking of the time traveling the one, one from on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Fuck. Shit. God damn I, it. But I, th- I think the amount of original content being created by these streaming sources is is a way the way to go. And generally, they're if not better than what's on TV, at least adventurous. They're more. They, they feel like they're they have more freedom in the creative process. Mm-hmm. Like even when Yahoo was in the game for a minute. They just gave complete creative freedom to Dan Harmon for the sixth season of Community. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that uh, <laughs> that we've successfully, over time, pressured cable providers and network execs to be like, listen, people want more cohesive creative visions. They don't want your weird homogenized garbage. 
And we've gotten to a point that, you know, shows that are canceled, can they have a chance of being revived on the, one of these other services? Mm-hmm. Uh, like right now, there's they announced there's going to be a third season of Young Justice. Yes. They don't know where it's going to be yet. Mm-hmm. I the, think that's a great thing. You can create a thing and then just kind of wholesale it to somebody. Like, that's how books work. The uh, uh, show that I was a fan of for a while, until it got canceled, is Hannibal. Yeah. And uh, the day after Hannibal was canceled, Netflix put out a letter saying, "For <laughs> apropos of nothing, we are very sad to see that Hannibal will not be renewed for a fourth season. We at Netflix look forward to seeing what the team behind Hannibal do next. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Dollar emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's a free market now for creatives. Yeah, because I feel like if there are people with strong creative visions, they get snapped up like a claw game. Which is great, because those people need to be in demand. And, and I think, you know, okay, let Cable have the sitcom, which is formulaic and achieves nothing. Yeah. Let, let, let them have the cop procedurals that aren't pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Let Cable keep all of the stagnate tv shows yeah and let these cool new shows go to the services that people are watching let tv be a swamp and uh let's let... drain the swamp whoa into i'm sorry i don't yeah, know what... no i'm using rhetoric i don't understand <laughs> i barely understand it but let's be fair there is like a big five now because you gotta have netflix yeah i feel like netflix is almost secondary at this point because the king is hulu all right hulu has the shit you want to watch for sure. the most part. I don't watch but Netflix, Hulu. But Netflix has great originals. Netflix has BoJack Horseman. Yeah. That's one of them. It, they've got more. They've got all those Marvel things. Yeah. Those are good. But Hulu has a lot of good stuff. Hulu's got good stuff. Amazon has really good originals. And some movies. And then the other big two, the Dark Horses, CISO. CISO is okay. CISO has a freaking huge comedy library. Not paid to say this, though I really... It, hey CISO these these CISO spots seem very easy to get hold hold yeah, yeah CISO please listen to us we will sell your stuff we're selling your stuff for free yes CISO I think it's great they've got Monty Python they've got Monty Python they've got a bajillion dollar properties they've got Harmon Quest which is hilarious and well done really well done the animation's so good what's your fifth one? Oh, chiller What's Chiller? <laughs> it is the horror movie streaming service. That's not a thing. It has a great selection. All right. I would add in HBO Go for HBO's. Yeah, but HBO Go, it's not even in there. Not that it's further down the list. It's on a different list. HBO Go is like, it's like the gilded calf. I mean, look, in addition to all of HBO's ghosts. <laughs> in addition to all of HBO's ghosts. <laughs> you get... Movies that they buy the rights to, they're getting Keanu, they're getting Hail Caesar, like... Yeah, I can't believe I forgot HBO Go, because HBO Go is a crazy good value. It, HBO Now? And that might be that too, I don't know what it's I called. Think, I think HBO Now is the name of this, if you don't have an HBO subscription? Yeah. I don't know. Super good deal though. Basically, it's so good that Comcast automatically buys it for you when you sign up with them. Yep. So it's like, if they're doing it... You know it's a good deal. Yeah, and look, if you get HBO Go, limited time offer, you get to watch Keanu soon, you get to watch the surprisingly funny animals, and then you get to be progressively disappointed by Westworld. Oh, that silence thing there. 
and uh, every fucking episode. So cord cutting every episode, man. Cut it just worse. Cut your cord. Yeah, cut your cord. Just not your internet cord. No, keep that internet cord. You need that shit to live. Honestly, I just you know what you need local channels for like news if a building explodes. That first episode was so good. Look, I know Westworld is, is increasingly disappointing. I still like it, even though I don't understand that there's two timelines. No, I mean, I like it. I still like it. I, It's fine. Let's not even talk about it. We're not going to. It's turning into Lost. You know, Bad let's, Lost. Let's just, uh... No, we take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Take a break. Break me a break. Break me a break. Break me off a break of that break, break, break. Cool's giving! fucking wake up with a bird on her finger and be like we should have a little chat i'm like fuck off fuck the people who are writing this show welcome back it's us yeah i'm here also we didn't go anywhere man <laughs> gotta get better about that yeah well you know hey look one day we're gonna have musical guests really i thought we talked about that yeah but have we made any progress on it i thought you had context did i do i man <laughs> i need to get on the ball I guess we could just tweet at people we wanna we wanna like feature. Yeah, I'll just make a post. I'll be like, "Hey, uh, anyone out there want some exposure to like eight people?" We were recently followed on Twitter by a um, an artist, I suppose, named uh, Robots with Ray Guns. Oh, he does like electronic sort of music, mm-hmm. and he followed us. So maybe we can get in touch with him and. See if he wants us to feature some music on our podcast. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I do have a friend that makes music who might want to be on our podcast. See, that's what happened last time we brought this up. Yeah, but I forgot about him. Oh, well, I'll remind you later. He makes kind of sweeping, dramatic music. That's fine. Yeah, with a computer. Nice. (laughs) As opposed to... You know, like an instrument. Oh, a computer's an instrument. Yeah, you're right. Science and math. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, bad Skrillex. Well, I mean, even like, have you ever heard of the group Home? No. Oh, they do a lot of electronic kind of like almost vaporwave, but mm-hmm. not as... Sub-vaporwave? Sub-vape? It's more like electronic, like mellow electronic music. Ah, Kind of okay. like vaporwave, but not with all the memes attached. <laughs> okay. I, I can get down with some Vaporwave songs, meme. Uh, the, the YouTube guy, Mike Diva, who does a lot of, like, really cool editing stuff, mm. he uses a lot of their music in his videos. Okay. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah, we should, like, contact people and say, hey, you know, we've got a dumb little podcast. Uh, you make <laughs> dumb little songs. Let's, uh, let's get this rolling. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in a position where we can solicit. We have 22 likes on Facebook. It's true, and we do want to uh, to get people out there listening to new things, enjoying new things. That's part of the whole Zero Critics experience. And I feel like it's high time that we let go of our stranglehold on our listeners' ears and finally allowed them to listen to things that aren't this podcast. I mean, that would be good. I feel like we've been limiting them. I feel like we're limiting their experiences by forcing them to only listen to our podcast. Wait, have you been telling the listeners they can't listen to anything else that's not our podcast? Yeah. Oh. Have you not listened to the episodes I've edited? I, I have, but I, I guess I wasn't... I, I do skip around sometimes. Yeah, it's every time you skip. It's a strongly worded warning from me. 
That's... But I will grab their ears really hard if they listen to anything else. You would grab their ears? Yeah, really hard. I'd crumple them like styrofoam cups. I mean, ears are just... They're mainly cartilage. Would that hurt? If you squeeze an ear hard enough... How do you squeeze an ear? It's all floppy and weird. Look, you just have to trust me. Uh, but no, I think music's cool. Yeah, I mean, people keep telling me music's alright, and I... Sure. Do you like Florence and the Machine? I'm really a bigger fan of the Machine than I am. Sorry. Hey, that's that's a dumb hey, joke. Florence Welch is music wife. Um, no, no, no. I, I do like Florence and the Machine. Uh, Dog Days, pretty good song. Yeah. Yeah, Dog Days are over now. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good song. Yeah. Um, that's the only song I heard from her. All right, you should listen to Drumming Song. All right, well, we'll write that down. Write it down on the um, list of music Henry has to listen to. I actually did have a list for a while, but then I stopped pursuing it because I got a list of books instead. Hey, that's fine too. Art is art. Yeah, we all take part in art. I, uh, you know what I've been doing lately? What have you been doing lately, John? Trying to eat more protein. Isn't that like your life struggle? It really is. I mean, I get enough to survive. The human body needs barely any to continue to live. I, I actually, I've started buying uh, Cheerios. Yes. Protein. Oh, protein edition. It, they advertise 11 grams of protein with milk. <laughs> Wait. So, like, the 8 grams of protein from milk. And 3, I, I don't know what the breakdown is, but that's what they advertise. <laughs> I like to imagine, like... Cheerios, extreme protein, 32 grams of protein with scoop of protein powder. Exactly. Uh, but it's basically Cheerios, but with like, uh, like, like, uh, I guess nuts, nuts mixed in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Isn't protein weird? I mean, yes. I mean, it's, it's odd to me because I can get my mind around for the most part, like, you know, macronutrients, wheat, carbohydrates, carbohydrates are just sugars that are strung together. Sugars are burned by our body for energy. I get that. Protein's like acid. Yeah, branch-chain amino acids. Yeah. And they're acids that build our bodies. Like, as our bodies grow, they break apart and then new little proteins get in there to make them bigger or stronger. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. We're eating things and then becoming those things. Proteins are kind of like tiny little nanorobots that... that just kind of replace the other little nano robots that have died yeah protein's magic and i mean you know from the from the papers i've read it's like you can't really you can get too much in that you're wasting your efforts like if you eat more than like one gram per pound of body weight you'll probably just pee it out and as long as your sources of protein aren't like raising your igf1 levels and increasing your chance of getting cancer you're probably all right sure but like that's crazy that we eat things, and then we get bigger from things. John, there's an old adage. Do, do you know it? Uh, About eating things and what you are? Nope. John, let me inform you of this time-honored advice passed on from generation to generation. Did you just yawn? Mm-mm. You don't get to know it now. No, please tell me. You are the proteins that you ingest, and then the other proteins die... And then they replace themselves. So in a sense, you are what you eat. That makes sense. So am I a whole bag of fake ground beef? 
You're a whole fake bag of fake ground beef. Remember when I told you I needed to eat dinner real quick before I came over? Did you eat an entire bag? Kind of put a bag of fake ground beef in the microwave and then put a whole bunch of ketchup and mustard in it and then ate it. That's like meatloaf, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Oh, it was sad. (laughs) Normally, like, when you talk to vegan... (laughs) Vegans. Vegans. Normally talk when you talk to vegan. <laughs> Normally when you talk to vegans or vegetarians, you always hear about all the great things they cook. Mm. But then I talk to you, and I just hear you eat just raw ingredients, whole yeah. bags full. Yeah, I mean for the most part, like I can, if I have people to impress, I will like get down and cook decent things. Like uh, at um, Friendsgiving, I made like some decent. I just made cookies. But, uh, you made cookies and they were good. But no, like in similar situations, I've been known to cook really decent food. Like I can make like a mean stir fry and stuff like that. But when it's just myself, uh, I kind of think that given the right spice, any food tastes as good as any other food. When, when you're by yourself, you're like, who am I putting on airs for? Yeah. I'm just going to eat out of the bag. Like I, I will eat just like soybeans, frozen soybeans. Who cares? Like... Who cares? Yeah. As long as things taste good, they taste good. Um, I do, uh, to that end, I have recently started doing something that I was very against for a long time. Killing live animals. Smoothies. Oh, smoothies. Killing smoothies. Uh, so do you, of course, you're, of course, you should know that you should drink your vegetables and you should blend your fruit. So are you blending your fruit? Wait, drink your vegetables? What? I, th- I thought that's how it went. I... Aren't you... What? As in, you shouldn't drink, like, apple juice. Yeah. Because it's just the sugar with not a lot of the fiber and the other things in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you blend your fruit, you blend the whole thing, and mm-hmm. then you... All that gets mixed in. Yeah. So, like, things like carrot juice and tomato juice, that's a, that's better to drink, because mm-hmm. you're not losing any of the, uh, the nutrients in it. Yeah, and maybe you're just losing, like, some fiber... No, I, uh, whole, whole frozen fruits, just right in the blender. Nice. Um, here's an interesting thing that I found since I'm not a big fruit eater. I like fruit, but I don't like frozen fruit. Okay. So I don't really buy a lot of it because it spoils. Um, I've noticed that when I'm in, let's say a Walmart, let's say I'm poor and have to go to a Walmart, uh, and I'm looking for great value brands of frozen fruit. I have this strange process where I will see first, of course, the mixed berry medley with the pomegranate, raspberry, blackberry, blueberry, currant, dragon fruit, very fancy fruits. All right. And it's very expensive. I'm like, well, those look good, but let's keep going down the line. So I naturally, of course, look for the cheapest fruit I can buy. Which is always going to be strawberries and bananas mixed together. Of course. And there is nothing wrong with strawberries and bananas mixed together. They're really good for you. High in like vitamin C and potassium and all this other stuff. And they're so cheap. Why not buy it? But because I just saw the mixed berry medley with the pomegranate and the dragon fruit. Looking at strawberries and bananas together. I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat poor people fruit. (laughs) <laughs> even though i would i would fucking life hack of the century being huge amounts of nutrients for very cheap i'm like oh i don't want to eat the fruit that that people who don't eat dragon fruit eat well i mean look we can compare dragon fruit to bananas because one is called 
dragon fruit. Yes. It's like the fruit that dragons eat. Yeah, and if you eat it, you become strong like dragon. The other one's a banana. <laughs> the thing is, like, designed by humans to be the perfect handle. You don't want to be a tool. Yeah. So don't eat bananas. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> want to be strong like a dragon. Don't be a tool. Don't eat bananas. But no, that, that is something that I definitely notice is, like, if I catch... If I catch a glimpse of a more expensive product first, I am much less likely to buy the cheaper one, especially if it's food. That sounds like marketing, like, at work. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't end up buying the one with the dragon fruit, because I don't have that much money, but I buy the one in the middle. I buy, like, the the blueberry-raspberry-strawberry combination. That's not a bad combo either. It really isn't. And you know what I found? What did you find? For some reason, this time of year, tropical fruit is really cheap. Oh. I don't know why. You know what's weird? Globalization. Yeah, well, the yeah, okay, yes. That's why. <laughs> but also it's weird. All right. So you go to buy vegetables at, say, like a Walmart because you're poor and you don't got no money. Yeah. The vegetables, for some reason, are reasonably priced. Yeah. You know, three bucks for a bag of salad. Mm-hmm. You go to buy, I don't know, some mixed fruit, for some reason, six bucks for a tiny container of seasonal blend fruit. Yeah, fruit's expensive. Why? It grows on trees. I think it grows in, uh, I think fruit is just slightly more temperamental. Okay. And it has to look really good to be sold. I guess. Like, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the reason why fruit is so expensive is because so little of it makes it to store shelves because, like, misshapen or miscolored fruit is, like, thrown away. Because they won't be bought. They won't be bought because people think they'll be poisoned because they ate an apple with a brown spot. Well, also, the brown spots don't taste good. True. But, like, I don't know, something that I wonder about is, like, why is frozen vegetables and frozen fruit so much cheaper? I don't know. Is it all the sodium they pack into it? (laughs) I don't think there's sodium, but I think it's, like, it's just the fact that there's not major handling costs with it. Like, you freeze it, you put it on ice, you ship it. Whereas with fresh fruit, it's, like... You pick it, you put it in a box, you put it in a very controlled environment, you make sure it doesn't rot or get tarantulas. Don't even mention... Oh my gosh. Man. Bananas are uh, always a gamble. But uh, one of the things I was going to mention with my uh, my tropical fruit mix that I got, I've been making smoothies with that. An issue being that if you get pineapples, peaches, mangoes, and strawberries, there's always strawberries in there. Of course. And you get those together... And you make a smoothie with them, and let's say you use a neutral colored protein powder and maybe some almond milk. It's the color of skin. <laughs> <laughs> it is not an appetizing, because it is like, it is pale, orangey, pinkish. It doesn't look like food. It's soylent green. Yeah. You it, gotta put some green in there, it, man. It, it looks like something out of Akira. It's just this big... Like, roiling mass of, of skin ooze that you're drinking. Tastes fine, though. Just close your eyes. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh. I, I was drinking it, and it was very unappetizing, so I drank it in a dark room. You, you need, like, a non-see-through blender and cup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also close my yeah. eyes as I pour it. Get, like, design a robot to pour it for <laughs> you. What is my purpose? I, I mean... You see on TV people drinking green algae goop, so, like, you can drink skin goop. It's yeah. fine. I'm not down with green smoothies. What you should do is get really comfortable with drinking it, mm-hmm. and then start drinking it in a clear a clear cup in public. <laughs> then they're like, what is he... It, why is he drinking that lightly peach-colored milk? <laughs> 
and like write a name on the cup, <laughs> like, like like Jeff Jeff Q. And it's like, oh, Jeff's really good. <laughs> oh God. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really gross. It's delicious though. It tastes real good. Hey, I mean, taste is all that really matters with food, right? So much vitamin C. You're not gonna get the cold. Here, I'm gonna tell another stupid smoothie story. All right. Uh, chia seeds. Chia seeds. You familiar? Ch-ch-ch-chia. You familiar? Ch-ch-ch-chia pet. So, yeah, kinda. Maybe. I think they're on chia pets. Chia seeds are a chia thing. <laughs> they have omega-3 fatty acids. Like a fish. Yeah, but I don't eat fish. So I need them. Uh, so, a problem with chia seeds I learned is that if you set them in liquid, they kind of turn the liquid gelatinous, which is where you get chia pudding from. Yeah. However, if you blend up a a fresh, vibrant, like purple, red kind of smoothie from your berry blend, and you put a bunch of chia seeds in it, and you're like, mm, I can't finish this, and you put it in the fridge, when you take it out, it is a hilarious gray gruel. Oh. Undrinkable. It's this like weird jiggly gray pudding. That and sounds... because it's cold, it has no flavor. That sounds awful. Yep. That it sounds... was awful. That sounds bad. So I just put a bunch of ketchup and mustard on it and ate it. You're kidding. Yes, I am. Okay, it's about to say. I... Oh, it's like a fruit loaf. <laughs> I will put a bunch of ketchup and mustard on pretty much anything and eat it, but not that. No, that wouldn't be good. I have a tendency to, when I cook things, you know, for myself... And uh, they don't have much taste. I'm like, I'm not going to put too much effort into seasoning this ketchup mustard. No, it tastes like a hamburger. Oh, gosh. I'm a bad person. That does not sound like a good way to cook. It's it's not, but it's a good way to eat. If you say so. All you got to do is eat. All that extra reds and yellows. Yeah, antioxidants. There's antioxidants in ketchup and mustard? Yeah, probably. Oh, no, there's dyes and shit. There's dyes and shit, bruh. Usually things have antioxidants if they're colorful and not dyed. That's good. But. But. In this case. Nope. You eat a smoothie? I, I like smoothies. I used to go to Smoothie King for, uh, as a meal. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a bad meal. Except, uh, you know, if you do that, you don't get the largest cup. <laughs> yeah, no. Because then you're overdoing it. I, uh, I used to, there was a Smoothie King that opened uh, here. And uh, I would go to it. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't eat dinner. So, uh, you know, I still consume animal products. So I'll get, like, I don't know, maybe a Goliath protein smoothie in the largest cup. Put that shit into a calorie tracker. It's like 1,500 calories. I'm yeah. like, uh-oh. Yeah. Turns no. out I was just eating candy. Smoothie King is dangerous because, like, yes, they do have the... Uh... There is, in, in their labyrinth of a menu, a healthy option. Yeah. However, if you want it to taste good, mm -hmm. and you, you don't... If you want to get the bang for your buck as well, you end up getting a large ice cream filled... Because <laughs> yep. it's going to be the cheapest. Like yeah. The most unhealthy ones are cheap. It's true. Uh, however, really good one, vegan super grain. That sounds like it has bread in it. <laughs> it kind Because it's like peanut butter and hemp seed and... And Sun Warrior, like, hemp protein part. It tastes like you're drinking a peanut butter sandwich. It's not bad. It's really good. I don't know if I would like the bready taste in the <laughs> smoothie, but... I love bread. Bread is good. I just don't want to drink it. Unless it's beer. Oh, God. Oh, I have a whole bottle of Chardonnay I'm going to drink at my house later, I guess. 
Oh, I don't think I brought mine inside my house. It's still in my car. Uh-oh. Oh, it's well. going to multiply. <laughs> Is that what happens? You leave a bottle of Chardonnay in a car? <laughs> yeah. Wait. There are three rules to keeping a bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> All right. Never feed it after midnight. Of course. Never get it wet. All right. And uh, never pair with red meat. Never. Wait, so what about leaving it in your car? Oh, that's the fourth rule. I said there are three rules. I didn't say there are only three rules. (laughs) There exists three rules and some more. Yeah, there, there are three rules in addition to the other rules. Don't pair it with red meat. Yeah, white wine with red meat. Come on. Is it red wine with red meat? It's white wine with white meat, such what? as fish or al- albatross. What about, what do they call the other white meat? Pork. pork. God, I don't like pork. I think you can mix a red with a pork. I think you could do whatever you want. Are you sure? No, there's rules <laughs> about the wine police. You know, that... they show up and they go, wine! <laughs> the wine police, wine! they live inside of my head. You know, I was thinking about it. Today, literally today, thinking about wine pairings. Yeah. Ever since I stopped eating meat, wine pairings are completely meaningless to me. Yeah, well, I mean... Because, look, I have nothing to eat it with. Just pair everything. Put wine in your smoothie. Oh, that'd be awesome. It would be like a weird daiquiri. I used to know a guy who was very into, like, bodybuilding stuff. Yeah. (laughs) His, His, like, protein shake for the gym would be, like, two scoops of protein... Uh, some creatine, uh, ginger ale, and a whole bunch of Bombay Sapphire. Gin. Yeah. Just straight gin. Just gin, soda water, and protein powder. Why? He had a problem. Oh. Yeah. That's unfortunate. No, he... It was bad. Gotcha. Having a drinking problem must suck. I wouldn't know. Glug, 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 glug. Chug, chug, chug. Chug, chug, chug. What are we doing? Ending the show. Sounds about right. Yeah. Man. You know it. Every time someone goes chug, chug, (laughs) chug, the show is over. You know how a train goes really fast for a long, long time, and then it starts to slow down an hour before it gets there? Yeah. This is what this podcast has done today. (laughs) Probably, but I feel like, man, we hit the starting gates running, we cleared the the mile that we were going to run... And then look, we're just coasting to a to an end right now. What an exciting journey. We're just neutral drifting out of the parking lot. Down the hill. Into a lake. Well, and over the garden wall. <laughs> Wait, how do we get... <laughs> You just winked at the mic. How do you wink at a microphone? I'll I'll make a sound. Okay. How do we get over the garden wall for coasting downhill into a lake? He fell downhill into water. You're right, but he went over the hill first. Yeah. Wait, he went over the hill, then through... Uh, not hill, not the hill. He, yeah, went, he went over, over the, the wall, wall, then down, down the, the hill, hill, then into, into the lake, lake, then into the frog. And there was even a train. The... Yeah, man! So many dots. Look how we did it! Man, look... Whew. It's really impressive. Let's call it a day. Let's go home. Write to us on our Facebook... Yeah, Facebook, zero credits, search for it, I guess. Facebook.com slash zero credits podcast. Yeah, that might work. (laughs) Do you remember what it is? No. All right. You know, if you want to get in contact with us in any other way, 
Let's say you want to get in contact with us via Twitter. Yeah, if you're a music group and you want to get in contact with us via Twitter, you can get in contact with us at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. That stands, it stands for, for Zero Credits, Credits Podcast with Henry, Henry <laughs> Job. Uh, Zero Credits Podcast with Henry Job. Werewolf. If you want to get in contact with our email, you can send us an email at zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com. We check it all sometimes. So yeah, if you've got a business proposition, see so. See so. Just contact us through our email. We'll see what we can hook up. And see so if you continue not to sponsor us. We're going to start sponsoring Chiller. Yeah, you're, you're a well-known rival. Yeah. How does that taste? Hey, you know, I heard that bajillion dollar property show. Not as good as Pumpkinhead 2. You know Pumpkinhead 2? You know what that doesn't have? What? Uh, <laughs> go to commercial. We don't go to commercial. We don't have... I can't think of anything. We're begging for commercials right now. All right, and so, you know, no one has to remember anything from the last few seconds yeah no no not whatsoever nope all right good pumpkin head too don't mention it we can't no they're gonna know that i messed up oh it's fine oh john uh i guess goodbye why would you exhale gently at the mic goodbye john goodbye henry we love you okay video did i say i was gonna show you you see that video with a cat i did see the video with the cat that cat's you were gonna show me a video i feel like i don't think it happened really you'll listen to the episode you'll know oh wait what am i doing we're done